turns out that she was married to a gang member. As a matter of fact, they got married while he was in jail. Now, of course, she was innocent. And I had to send her home to change clothes one morning when she shows up to the office wearing a big sweatshirt with a big pot leaf all over it. Welcome to the 7 Figure Freedom Podcast, where ambitious CEOs turn to transition from being the doer of the business to being the leader of the empire. I am Madeline Weick-Silva. I'll share my real-life struggles and breakthroughs as I've scaled my businesses and grown a team that run the day-to-day without me, so that now I run my seven-figure business on three-day work weeks. Join our community of visionary entrepreneurs and transformational leaders as we create lasting impact, financial freedom, and an awesome, rewarding life with a powerhouse team by your side. So picture this. It's 2004. And I now need to hire a whole new team because I had to fire every single one of my team all at once the week before. Not kidding. Now, the story of all of this came about was in my previous episode, if you care to listen, or if you're just curious. Now, here's the thing. I wasn't totally new to hiring. You know, as a matter of fact, I was frequently supporting my clients with hiring team members for them. Now, I had a system for hiring, long ago stopped reviewing resumes and scheduling initial interviews one by one. There was just too many no-shows or too many like, hell no, that is not going to work. Two seconds into the interview or just literally just that is not going to work. Two seconds into the interview or just literally just too many hours wasted. And so instead, I had come up with this idea of doing group interviews. So the job post was an advertisement for the group interview. And I set a date and time that I liked that worked for me. And all the candidates came at once. So the very first hurdle that I set for them was to show up on time. Now, I would literally lock the door right on the dot, turning anyone even a minute late away. Right. So I was just laughing about this the other day with my husband because just remembering the latecomers trying to convey how sorry they were through the glass door while Larry, my husband, stood guard, waving them away and feeling like a total ass, right? Like not a good picture. You know, it's such a far cry away from how our current hiring policy works, you know, where we go out of our way to make sure and to treat each and every one of our candidates, like we would one of our most precious and clients, you know, we take really, really good care of them. We constantly get comments from applicants that go through our hiring process, what that is the best hiring process that they ever experienced. And it was so fast responsive and people were so friendly, took such good care of them constantly. But back in the day, right, like I said, I was trying to figure this boss thing out on my own and failing every step of the way. So second hurdle I set up was stand up and tell us why you are the perfect candidate in front of the fill to the max room, right? And just yikes, you know, my introvert flirt right now is still apologize for this one. This was not easy to have to stand up in front of a room of strangers, in front of your potential boss, right? The person that you're trying to impress and tell them why you should be there. Really rough. Okay. Third hurdle. 
They had to complete a math, filing, and English grammar test. Not kidding. And this one brought the candidates right back to their elementary school days. With long outdrawn calculations as the applicants tried to work out the math problems without a calculator. Another one of my very strict rules back in the day. And so there were literally the back pages of the pages were like long convoluted numbers all over them. The fourth hurdle have to do a personality test. Now, this was really talk about leaving the candidates hanging, wondering if they answered the questions right. Personality test. I mean, it's not like you can, you know, are you second guessing it? Are you just answering it the way truthfully, right? What are you doing in a situation like that? Do I even get the right results? And they don't even know what the results should be or could be or what it even means when they're filling it out, right? So at the end, we collected everything. We collected all the things. Oh, we also timed it. Oh, that's the other thing. We literally timed them filling out the math, filing an English grammar test and doing a personality test. They only had a certain amount of time. So if they couldn't finish it within that time, we still just collected everything, attached a resume. And then we sat down and we had made a map of the room of each chair. And then we had written their name as they came in on each one of the chair. And we have even rated them as they went around and introduced themselves and how they acted in front of the group and how they showed up and how they were dressed and Anything we noticed, like if they were falling asleep in a chair, like we noted that down. So we have like a little bit of a guideline. So we matched up our notes with those packages of the resumes and all that stuff. And we started to do our final assessment and review. And that's literally how I arrived at the final three candidates. And, you know, then I just sent out you hired email to have them started the following Monday. So Monday morning, I stood there, ready with my flip chart, colored pens, for the new hire orientation, feeling like a total badass boss, right? Three young women showed up right on time, probably had very fresh in their memory of the candidates that got turned away from the interview, and they knew not to be late, right? And so it's about an hour in, and I've been standing there, drawing on the flip chart, talking to them, chatting with them, and... Larry, my husband, like he was there to support me. He pulled me aside to tell me that that's not Maria. That's Anna pointing at one of the newly hires, right? The gal I just hired. And I look at him kind of confused and I'm like, no, that's Maria. I hired Maria, you know, because I had rejected Anna right off the bat. She was not one of my chosen ones. And not only that, I had been calling this new hire, Maria, all morning long. So clearly it must be Maria, right? And my husband just looks at me and goes, no, that is Anna with even more emphasis. And now you don't know Larry. So let me just explain. He's the nice one. He has a total heart of gold. He's also the quiet one. He doesn't necessarily speak up. And he's the perceptive one. So if he is underlining the situation at hand, most likely is right. And so it just dawned on me and I'm like, shit, F me. And I literally just roll my eyes, shake my head in disbelief as I come to the painful realization that I have in fact hired the completely wrong candidate. Yeah, I did that. Completely nuts. So right now, 20 years later, this is a really funny story, right? This is a crazy, funny story. But at the time, I just wanted to cry. 
like ugly cry. I just fired all my team the week before in an epic crescendo of a mess. And here I was recreating yet another mess, right? It just wasn't pretty, not at all. And so next, you know, so what do I do now? Here I am in the middle of a new hire orientation and there's two new other hires sitting right next to Anna, not Maria. And, you know, what do I do? Do I send her home, right? Do I make a big fuss that I made a mistake? Hired the wrong person? You know, how would that look in front of the other hires that I hired? I mean, it's like, I'm just in this conundrum, the mess, right? It was just a complete mess. And there was, oh, well, I decided to just keep going hoping that it would all somehow work out in the end, right? And I just settled in with my new team and hoped for the best. So fast forward about three months into the future when I had learned a thing or two about my new team members. Now I had team member number one. Turns out that she was married to a gang member. As a matter of fact, they got married while he was in jail. Now, of course, she was innocent. And I had to send her home to change clothes one morning when she shows up to the office wearing a big sweatshirt with a big pot leaf all over it. I was just like, okay, like we're in a professional setting. That's just not going to fly. Team member number two. Turns out that she was wanted for child support after abandoning three of her children, which by the way, she had never once mentioned that she didn't have kids or talked about it once. Now, I only found out because the court wanted me to garnish her wages. So right now, you can get my super simple team assessment process that helps me evaluate my current team, identify if I need to hire somebody else, what kind of training my team members need, who is worth investing in, and who needs to be more challenged to grow with a company, and really turning those less than motivated team members into productive, valuating, value-adding team players. It's an on-demand five-part video series that will walk you through the whole process. It's totally free. And you can find it at hello7figurefreedom.com team-assessment-video-series. We'll make sure to add the link in the show notes and let me know. Okay, and shortly thereafter, she disappeared one day, never to return, leaving a big mess. All the work that she had been working on was halfway done in the middle of things. I didn't really know where it was at. I had to sort it all out. On top of that, she has taken some of the work with her home and I never found it again. Total mess. Team number number three. She was a 20-something, you know, barely out of her parents' house. Total, a little ditzy, kind of unfocused at times, but overall did okay work. No, she would come into the office and gossip and sit around chatty and talk about her latest haircut, showing up her latest haircut and her fun weekend plans or cute boyfriend showing off photos or talk about her annoying parents. You know, just chatty, bubbly, ditzy, cute 20-something girl. Now, guess which one was Anna? Yeah, exactly. Number three right? She was just a ditzy 20-something girl. So the one that I had instantly dismissed, haven't even decided to hire, the faulty one turned out to be the best one of the three. Kind of learned a lesson, right? And you may wonder, and I don't, it's a really fair question. 
How in the world did you end up with these kind of team members, Madeline? Did you not check them out? Like, holy moly. And like I said, it's a totally fair question. I get it. It sounds like a crazy sitcom story, right? Truth is, I couldn't compete with the big guys. I could afford to pay, you know, 50, 60, 70 plus thousand dollars a year in salaries. So I was hiring entry-level team members, just hoping I could train them up. You know, I was the typical small business owners trying to just make do with the scraps when it came to the hiring pool, you know, and some of them had college degrees that rarely had any real professional experience. They worked a lot in retail. Maybe they did a little admin receptionist job or hostage job in a restaurant, or maybe they had been a barber or a hostess waitress. Like they had those kind of backgrounds, you know, they were usually in their early twenties, just starting out in their careers and came with all the drama and that we lived through when we young adults. And my team turnover in those early entrepreneurial days were just horrible, right? This is now some 20 years ago, but it was bad, you know? And I did the typical background checks. You know, I called past employers. I called their references. But in reality, the real test came when they were hired and in my business. You know, I didn't have unlimited resources or limited time trying to vet people and find just the right people to fill the positions. You know, I had work that needed to get done and I needed it done now. And I had, you know, the longer I took in hiring, the more work was piling up on my to-do list. And all of this was just costly, clunky, painful, totally annoying, and oh, so frustrating. And a lot of time, I just couldn't see a way out. I just made do. So here I was, and I had traded in being the cool boss. I talk about that in my old episode, what that looked like, to now being the manager boss, where, you know, I kind of traded doing all the tasks myself to hiring a few team members to help out. But now I was busy managing the team, the projects, the tasks, being the HR manager, you know, being the marketer, being the project manager being the operations manager, you know, being the client go-to person, you know, all the things, the team leader. I wore a lot of hats, right? And here's the thing, this, this wasn't better than just being me and the solopreneur, but it was definitely more complex. And I think, you know, this is what we all go through when we first looking to scale our businesses and we get to this point where we just can't do it all on our own. And we realize that we have to start hiring people. Now, hopefully... Your hiring process is not as messy as mine was. You know, I was also in my 20s when I started this process, started out on my entrepreneurial journey and started hiring my first team members. You know, I was young and I didn't know. I just didn't know. I was making it up. Nobody has ever showed me how to be a good boss. The bosses I had worked for were not that great either, to be totally honest, right? I was figuring this stuff out on my own. And I think in some ways, this clunky, messy, cumbersome, hard places that we bump up against around this that feels like nobody's quite getting the vision. And it makes us as the visionary having to slow down to make sure that the team is on track and building the systems just feels like it takes us completely out of our, you know, zone and the flow and the fun of being in business. 
And I think this is sometimes one of the biggest reasons why some CEOs just decide to stop growing altogether. Because past this scale-up phase, it's such a doozy. It takes so much time and energy. And you're almost certain to burn out along the way. You know, I certainly did. You know, and just this week, I've had clients come to me and said, dude, like, I am so over this project. I just want this done. Or, you know, I don't know what to do. Like, we've been trying to build these processes and systems for the last nine to 10 months. I, it's slow. It's cumbersome. It's, it's painful, right? They wanting things to speed up, but I get it, right? But without those systems in place, you build a house of cars and it's even messier, right? But by the time I was burnt out in this messy part, I had so many must-get-done demands on me and my business that I just couldn't stop doing all the things, you know? And I just had to keep rolling with it. I had clients that depended on me. I had a team that depended on me. I just couldn't just throw it all out the window and start over. And I know actually several business owners that have thrown it all out. 700K a year, thrown it all out. Over $1.7 million business, threw it all out. I've seen it in our industry more than once. But I, I decided to stuck it out, to stick it out and to stay with it. And I rode this way for at least a decade, you know. Then I stumbled across something that changed everything. And it's still the way that I build teams to this day. And finally could let go of being the, the manager boss. So stay with me. We've got a whole series talking about the journey of being a leader and a boss and really scaling the business and sticking with through the hard, bumpy road that it oftentimes takes us down because we just don't know what we don't know. So would love to hear if you ever experienced bumpy roads like this or if this made you laugh, I'm so happy. It sure made me laugh right now as I'm remembering all of the stories. And yeah, let's connect. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the 7 Figure Freedom Podcast. I hope this episode sparked a shift in perspective to help you amplify your impact, income, and freedom. Schedule a call with me today. You'll find the scheduling link in the show notes to take the first step towards gaining clarity on how to bring your vision to life with more ease. I'm looking forward to reconnecting with you next week for more insights, inspiration, and innovation. Check the show notes for additional resources. 